Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode 148, and we're almost at 150, of the Craft Heads podcast. This is the podcast about nothing, but also everything, where every episode is something just a touch different. I like that. I like your personal <laughs> touch on it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so me and my best friend, Alex, who most of you should know at this point, are going to have a, have a little bit of an episode for you, and we're going to talk, have some drinks. So welcome. Hope you enjoy it. Happy September, Tommy. It's uh, September 1st as we're recording. I don't know where this year has gone. Yes. We say that every year, but it happens so fast. But why the fuck isn't it getting cooler at this point? That's true. I mean, it does stay pretty hot in Atlanta, I feel like, through through September. Okay. But I hope not. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm ready, we'll I'm ready for a change. Gracie working and everything, finally? Yes. Good. Yes. Thank actually, Christ. the final the final um, moment happened uh, yesterday. For those of you who are interested, get your AC checked because Claire and I just had to reinstall. I guess. I guess replace is what the, yeah, the word completely like, completely replace our AC for fourteen thousand dollars. So. Um, and they installed it wrong, and they had to give us some money back because they installed it wrong. But Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's been it's been a month and a half long process. So yeah, this is your reminder to have your systems checked. You know, once this, a year. this is your life hack of the week slash month. I've been thinking about this. Get your AC systems checked in the winter. Yeah, and it'll be cheaper than if there's a problem. It'll be cheaper. You don't have to worry about like, oh my God, I'm not going to have AC for a week or whatever. If you are, um, if you don't have central or if you just want to have a backup, which I might do actually for the upcoming season, buy your portable shit, like the portable AC unit. Get them in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be, pre- be prepared for next summer because we had some bullshit at our place here. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> with that banter, with the AC banter, with the AC section of the Craft Heads podcast out of the way, um, for for new listeners, uh, I've, I've met a few uh, people that I wanted to shout out to, and we, we have a drink every episode, so we're going to do the drink first because I'm really excited for Tommy to try this. Then I'll do the shout outs that I promised y'all. But um, Tommy, do you want me to tell you? Do you just want to sit What the first? hell am I about to drink here, Alex? I... Dude, this is homemade and as clean as, as clean as it gets in terms of ingredients. Limoncello. So, oh, Centani, uh, my friend. I, I, have, I have a problem. I don't like limoncello. Maybe you'll like this. I know. I, I hope I do. I'm still going to drink it, obviously. Okay. But even like people, my whole life, I'm an Italian boy. My whole life, people have brought limoncello to me. Limoncello. Yeah. And uh, I have always been, you know amenable to trying mm-hmm. never have liked one i should make lime cello a, because i was talking to keto sock or mm-hmm. uh, he's also an italian friend of ours he makes it all the time with mm-hmm. his family and he was like now you got to start branching into other stuff try oranges try limes try coffee you mm-hmm. can make your own coffee liqueur i'll get into all that but centani one time let's do it yeah prost Not a limoncello boy. Actually, mm. wow, what a what a fascinating experience I'm having on my tongue right now. That's exciting. And so, <clears throat> also before Tommy gives his final verdict here, our German friend Yaro, who spent much of his life in in uh, Europe, Germany specifically, he's had the good stuff from overseas. And when when he had his first sip of it the other day. He was like, oh, it sounds like a, or it tastes like an old Sicilian grandmother could have made this. <laughs> and I was like, 
Fuck yeah. What a compliment. I was so excited about that. Also, what a Yarrow impression. That was very, very oh, good. Oh, thank you. Thank the, you. The, the, oh, it yeah. was like so Yarrow. We've been spending a lot of time with him. He's rubbing off on me. Nice. Um, best I've had. Oof. <laughs> I would still never drink it. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, and if don't force that down. I know Tara mm-hmm. will drink it if you don't want it. Mm-hmm. But here's the beauty of it. There are three ingredients. Mm-hmm. It, and like, I got frustrated. Oh, it's because just so sweet. It's like overwhelmingly sweet to me, but I didn't I've, even make it sweet. That's the thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's just something about my genetics where like it, it hits on a certain part of my tongue where I'm like overwhelmed. You also, limoncello is not something you're supposed to like drink a ton of or get. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a digestif. It's basically a dessert in a glass at the end of your meal. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of brands out there, they have their bullshit with all their fake colorings and God knows what flavorings and everything else. And th- I mean, there are some clean brands, but I was, I looked into it, I was like, how hard is it really to make? Yeah. And it's the easiest fucking thing in the world to make. Yeah. You, you get a microplaner, which is basically a super fine grater. Okay. And the most important thing of the entire recipe is the quality of the lemons. So okay. I went to Whole Foods and got nice, beautiful, thick-rinded organic lemons. Please, please don't steep glyphosate pesticides in Everclear. That's a very bad idea. So we got the good lemons. I did the microplaning. You get a big pile of lemon zest, and you pour. And you can make, uh, mess around with your own proportions. That's really where the craftiness comes in. But in Georgia, we can buy Everclear 190 proof, which is excellent. And when I told Keto that our friend, he was like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Alex." You can do five days and you'll be done. He's like, that stuff's like paint thinner. Yeah. <laughs> so I did leave it in. I think I left mine in for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, you add simple syrup. Some people serve it immediately. Some people let it sit with the simple syrup. I don't think it makes a huge difference, but I did for another two weeks. And then, of course, you store it in the freezer and serve it in the freezer. After, after you bottle it, you can gift it, whatever. But um, I didn't even go with a full like two-to-one simple syrup. This is a lighter... Uh, I think it's 1.5 to 1 in terms of sugar to water. And the reason I did that is because of the 190 proof Everclear. So it's very it's very strong. Um, the other cool thing is this was that bright fluorescent yellow that it literally looks like food coloring. That it, That's how naturally beautiful it is. The reason it turned a little brownish, you'll see in the in the episode picture. I wouldn't call that brown at all. Well, it, it, it actually, you're right. I, I'm very happy with the way this turned out. Uh, but compared to that crazy fluorescent yellow, we used organic cane sugar and the simple syrup was brown. Mm-hmm. So it was like super bright yellow plus the brown and you have this pretty nice normal looking color. So I encourage anybody to try it. It You put in 90% of the work up front and then it's just waiting. So, hey, it's really cool. Ignorant opinion or ignorant question, I mm-hmm. guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the difference between organic cane sugar and agave? Um, well, I mean, one would come from cane sugar, and one would come from ag- ag- the agave plant. Like I said, ignorant, unknown oh, no. question. I, but also, like, is natural agave, is that also brown? Um, I mean, like I the, think anytime I get, like, an organic our agave... Our syrup is brown. It's brown. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think what gives things, and this is a lot of white products Mm -hmm. it's because things have either been refined or bleached or whatever that's usually what turns things basically colorless in in things like this sweeteners whatnot good example 
brown rice and white rice. Like yeah, they, exactly. They, brown rice is way healthier for you because it's exactly. nat- more natural. Yes. Right? 100%. My, my coffee filters and my Chemex, they're brown because I buy the, I deliberately buy the unbleached ones. So Raw papers versus white rolling papers if you want to get into, <laughs> nice. into, into nice. marijuana use. I love it. Actually, you gave me the perfect segue, Ooh, Tommy. Let's go. Let's move into the first shout out of the episode. I want to shout out Zach at Live, L-I-V, in um, well, in Michigan. Oh. Let me get specific. Um, I guess they would be outside of Lansing, uh, like right, like right on the edge of the of the city. I, I don't know. Uh, so we recently flew to Michigan. Shout out, Kai and Sam, and congratulations. Yeah, uh, congratulations, Kai and Sam. I got a lot of videos from this weekend. Yep, and, and we're we're supposed to. Um, Actually, I'm planning on releasing a patron, the first patron exclusive episode ever from the time that we, the four of us, me, Tara, and Kai and Sam recorded in May 2021. You found it? Oh, I have it. It's been like marinating. We're absolutely hammered. It's really embarrassing. I I heard that it was not worthy to be released to the public. Like if somebody gives me a dollar a month, I'd be like, all right, you can listen to it. (laughs) Anyways, that's on the books, but... We, we flew in, and we had this amazing, wonderful host, Airbnb. Um, it, in fact, he was so welcoming and friendly and everything. Like, at first, I was kind of like, hey, I just want to unload my shit and, like, you know, settle in, and we want to go get dinner. But then the guy, he started growing on me. He was just, like, such a, a friendly person and, like, really helpful, and he was basically... Because it, it's like a, two houses on top of another, kind of, and... Um, he was like, don't worry, I wear noise-canceling headphones. You will not hear or see me unless you need me. He had this giant gong in the living room, and he was like, if I want to share something with you, I'll ring this, and you can come up or not. I was like, this is great. Yeah. We didn't get to spend a lot of time with him because we were, you know, we were busy on a condensed weekend. But um, one of the things, whenever I was just looking for places to go, whatever, check out, I realized, I was like, holy shit. I was like, Tara, it's, uh, this is a full recreational state. Mm. I had no idea. Minnesota? had uh, Michigan. Michigan, sorry. I was like, I had no idea Michigan was so based. So um, I was like, you, you want to go pick some shit up? Sure enough, we, we did. We went to live. They had outstanding ratings. And for all of the reasons you can imagine, super friendly people, helpful. You know, that you can't even, I'm sure they deal with so many people on a daily basis who have generally like no idea what they're doing. They don't go to these places very often. So, um, we, we just had a great experience and Zach really hooked us up, you know, got us our first time discount and all that good stuff. We actually got a free pre-roll, which, um, I wasn't looking to actually partake in. partake in. Um, so I wound up just giving that to somebody at the wedding. I asked Kai's permission first and I was like, Hey, can I make somebody's night? He was like, yeah, bring it. Somebody will, somebody will have it. So, um, but we got some, uh, of the gummies that we really enjoy. And, um, it was just super awesome. So thank you, Zach, for that great experience. And uh, Liv is just killing it. Like most most of the dispensaries that are in states that are ahead of the curve, I'm sure they're just making money hand over fist, and that's a good thing. So that's the first shout-out. Second shout-out um, is Nick at Kiwi Brewing, which is in Seneca, South Carolina, uh, off of Lake Kiwi. Um, I kind of like, you kind of just like got to throw that middle syllable in there. It it almost sounds like Kiwi. And, uh, we had a great experience there. We went to the pizzeria next door and went for, for beers afterward. And I actually, I took a picture. Um, I tried a lot of their beers, but I think my, my favorite one 
was, it was called highly contagious and it was appropriate. It was called, or it was a key lime Pilsner. Hmm. And here's what's cool. I was wearing my, my craft heads tank and my craft heads hat and Tara was right next to me. She had her hat on and because I pay so much attention to what I put in my body nowadays, I was like, Hey, what, what goes in like from a flavoring perspective? How do you make it key lime? He was like, Oh, it's, it's a lime puree. I was like, I need one of those. That's good. First of all, good answer. Second of all, I want one of those. It was so good and refreshing. It was like, I think it was one of the hottest days of their season actually. So it was excellent. Had a bunch of beers there. Um, they were not inundated with IPAs. Thank you. Good on you for actually making different kinds of beer. And uh, just a great experience there, too. And I think uh, the owner's name, even though I didn't meet him, is also Alex. So um, shout out to, to you, Alex, and, and your folks at uh, Kiwi Brewing. You guys are killing it. Kiwi, uh, Lake Kiwi. Um, big fan of that lake. I was just there maybe two or three weeks ago with uh, some some friends of Claire's that we be that I've become friends with the husband as well. But um, they took us out on their boat on Lake Kiwi, and I'm... I might like that lake even more than... So, do you like Lanier or Oconee more? I like Oconee more, and I think Kiwi is as nice, if not better, than Oconee. Exactly. It's way better than Lanier. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Lanier is... is We're finding out dirty, scary, dangerous. It's dirty and too... It's, it's too busy. <laughs> it's too There's busy. way too many people. And, yeah, exactly. So, like, branching out to the lakes outside of Lake Lanier in Atlanta. Um, we've got Oconee just south of there, and then Kiwi's on the border of uh, Georgia and South Carolina, and wow. It's I gorgeous. wish I could buy land there. But I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, I could live here. Yep. I, I also, um, I, I think a lot of people nowadays would, would make, make fun of it or look down on it, but the place that we were in in Michigan outside of Lansing, it's, it's literally a village, by definition, uh, called Diamonddale. What makes a place a village? When, when I say by definition, um, it's because, like, on Wikipedia, it says it is a village outside the. I'm not actually 100 percent sure what what gets you that de- designation, but I I stood on their main street and looked in both directions in their quote downtown. Not a car in sight. There's a pizzeria. Uh, a pizzeria. There's a pizzeria. <laughs> you can't. You sound kind of Italian. Yeah. There's there, a pizzeria. Pizzeria. There was a there was a brewery there. Shit. I got to give them a shout out. I'll come up with it by the end of the episode. Um, because it. It was called Dimes. Mm. I think it was called Dimes. Pizzeria? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, no, no, no. The, the brewery. Oh, oh, oh and they had oh, good food. I got a uh, a pastrami Reuben that was dope. And anyways, great town. So quiet, so small. And I was like, wow, this is a much needed breath of fresh air from Atlanta. And same with Kiwi. Like, I just, it, you know, there were people out and about on the lake, but uh, you know, you could get up. We got up in the morning and did jet skis at like 10 a.m. and the water was very still and uh, I've always kind of thought like oh jet skis what, what's the big deal oh oh f- never fuck that I, I was addicted yeah they're amazing I did them the night we only spent one night there with oh. um, our, our friend Kurtz his fiance's family we were we did the jet skis in the evening or like in the afternoon when we got there and then I did them again the, the morning after and I, I am addicted. Yeah. Whole, like the, the first day was all about like how fast can I go? The second day I was like, all right, I got to find some waves to jump. Like, yeah. oh my God. There's um, incredible. I got to 56. That was the highest we could get on ours. Very solid. Yeah, I was real happy with that's that. That's actually, I mean, on a jet ski, that's, that's very fast. Yeah. Um, I have always been a jet ski fan. 
And I've told Claire I will buy a jet ski before I buy a boat. I don't know. I don't. I will never buy a boat. I think that I would buy a jet ski. But, yeah, it makes know, sense. I'm never gonna. Depends I've always, on how much money you have. If you get yes. filthy rich, it's kind of like why not? But <laughs> just taking care of a boat's annoying. Maintenance. Though. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it was just really cool because um, like going around when we were walking around downtown Seneca, there were so many things. So um, HB, he that's. Uh, uh, our friend Kelly's dad, he was like, oh, well, he, he, he wasn't boastful about this, but people would point out whether it was uh, somebody in his family or whatever, they'd be like, oh, yeah, HB did the, the facade of this building, or he did the windows for this, or he did this. I was like, what didn't you build in this town? Because he's he's like a master craftsman, uh, craftsman in carpentry. That table out there, he, he and Brady made that. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I'm pointing. That's the um, I have a tabletop on top of our pool table in our dining room. It, it functions as our table and I got to play ping pong on theirs because they have one too because it's regulation size so perfect just great experiences over the past couple of weeks in two really cool new areas that Tara and I got to check out and met a lot of really good people so this is kind of a catch-up cast for sure but um, Tommy's got some some topics and questions to talk about as well so we did the the intro the drinks and the shout outs so let's let's hit hit those um, I will start really quick by just saying we were we were speaking about we are what this is nine one twenty twenty two today all mm-hmm. right so we're two years two and a half years into COVID fully right? perfectly almost yeah and I feel like a hot topic is everybody going back into the office right and everything most people are being required I know Alex has a fully remote job he's he's smart man by design by design. <laughs> And uh, but most people are starting to be required to go into back into office, and I just learned this from Claire recently. The three 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 two two is what it's called, right? Three days in office, two days typically Monday and Friday out of office, and then two weeks work from home. Once in the summer, once from once in the uh, winter. Did you have you heard of that before? No, but I I can't keep up with all of the stupid ass terminology and. In- terms like there's a new one every week like as soon as i started seeing rto i was like i just hate everybody yeah return to office oh rto sorry that's all over linkedin yeah yeah yeah. and and so yeah and now they're linkedin is they they just come up with an acronym (laughs) or like a a term or a saying for everything so it's it's very frustrating it's hard to keep up with like you said 322 is the new thing and i i bet i bet 70 of our listeners will will know what that is i didn't until recently but um, speaking of getting upset about like all these terms, Tara said that she that her company has now said we and me spaces, which um holy shit like get, just stop thinking that you're innovating companies. How juvenile. Get are we over get? yourself. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just say hey, we're coming back to office as much as you want or as little as you want. Um, so me going on a tangent here or I guess on a tirade, I should say, about how much I hate all this stuff. I'm going to dial it back right now, and I'm going to say a very <laughs> unpopular opinion. I work better in the office. That's, dude, <laughs> I have, I don't care about if that's an unpopular opinion. I am not discrediting that at mm-hmm. all. I, there are two things I have to say. One, people should be allowed to work how they want to work and how they are productive. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, Put up their numbers like somebody's eventually going to catch on to you. Yeah. And, and if not, salute. Great. <laughs> but that's the first thing. This, so everybody's different. Secondly, I always tell people this. If you have an unproductive employee, 
I promise you they're still unproductive in the office. True. That's your problem. That, you that's have to true. identify them and get rid of them. Because, like, I'm not going to lie. I've had plenty of office jobs where days went by and I didn't do anything. And yep. it had nothing to do with the fact that I was in the office versus not. I was unengaged. It wasn't the right fit. I wound up leaving it. Like, if you're, un- if you're not productive or you're not enthusiastic about your job, remote and office is not a factor. Yeah, it That's doesn't matter. That's my stance. I, I agree with you there. And, and, and I will say, like, th- th- spot on about, like, if they're unproductive out of the office, they're going to be unproductive in the office, too. But I'm just saying from a, from a classic employee standpoint, I am a strong employee, I think. Um, I understand people saying, like, hey, I'm more productive at home. I kind of want to call bullshit on it. And I do, I like working from home better, 100%. I think it's bullshit when people are like, oh, I'm more, I'm more productive from home. Who the fuck is at home saying like, oh, I'm way better than I am in the office? Because, and everybody's like stance is like, oh, I, I talk to people more in the office. Yeah, but you also take more poops when you're at home. You, <laughs> you do laundry at home. You do, there's a bunch of shit that you do at home that's going to make you less productive I, I'm just saying because we're this is like in the comfort of our podcast, which yeah. is only listened to by five million people. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have jobs if we had five million listeners. Yeah, I can tell I you, this would be our job. True, but I, I really, truly am. I'm more productive in the office. I like working from home better, obviously, because. I don't have somebody up my ass. I can wake up later. I can dress how I want to dress. And I'm going to be on those required meetings. I'm going to do work from home as well. But I am more productive in the office. You know? So I have, I do have a rebuttal. Okay. First of all, I think people should avoid saying that because I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's annoying. Yeah. We can both agree there. It's stupid. People are like, yeah, I'm sure you are. And it sounds like you're full of shit. And 50% of people are. Mm-hmm. Only I, 50? I was going to say I am. Okay. But I'm a unique person in the sense that I, when I'm in an office because I'm forced to be in an office, mm-hmm. I am actively pissed off <laughs> the <laughs> entire day. And sometimes I'll do nothing out of spite. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally in a bad mood. And I'm just, I'm like, I don't need to be here. This is stupid. I could be taking a run at lunch, which I did today. It was incredible. Like mm-hmm. I, I got a whole run in, I ate and showered and it was inside of my, of a hour lunch break. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there pissed off and like passive aggressively not working because I'm in the office. Whereas when I'm working from home, I, I don't want to call it imposter syndrome, because that's annoying. People yeah. talk about that too much. Shut the fuck up. Everybody just do your job and, and whatever. <laughs> but I, because the company is, I'm going to say, compromising on the old way of doing things and giving me freedom, I am terrified of losing a remote job. So it forces, I don't have these times where I'm like, oh, I, I can get away with doing absolutely nothing today. Like, I don't want to lose a, a fully remote job. And, and I don't ever have to, at my current job, I don't have to worry about return to office. There is no office. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and in fact, Tommy knows this, the listeners know this. I, I am, I've been around the block when it comes to careers or my career. 
Um, I actually have a lot of strong feelings about that and why that's a good thing, in my opinion. Maybe we can get into it. You know how like some people are the are the uh, the town whore. Yes, you are the town whore I'm the town for jobs for jumps for sure uh, for jobs the, job, t- the job town jumps. pump for jumps. Yeah, so for job jumps. What? But um, <laughs> you never heard the town pump. Mm, it, mm, mm. Yes. Yes. Now, no, I hadn't heard that before, but it makes sense now that you said it a second time. It, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a phrase I think for like loose individuals sexually. But um, the thing, where was I going with all this? Um, I do want to talk about, in my opinion, why job hopping is good. Please remind me. But uh, yeah, I I am very thankful to be able to have a remote job. So I I personally am, with no bullshit, more productive. That's just because of how I am. Maybe if you had a fully remote job, that it might be a thing where like I'm gonna crank out, I'm gonna up my output because this is really great. You know, that's it just depends. Everybody's different. That's actually a good point. Like if I had the the flexibility to be fully remote, if they were just like, hey, come in when you want, come in when you don't want. Like I, segue. Let me let me just ask you this: What if you were required? To be in office, they said, hey, we need you to be in office what you think is appropriate. Let, not, not, not fully remote. Yeah. We need you to be in office what you think is appropriate. How often would you come in? Well, here's what sucks dick about that. Okay. You are, you are still forced into living in a certain place. Okay. Yeah. That's why I feel like... Well, what if it's only once a month? Well, if you like traveling... And they'll pay for your travel to come in. If, if you like traveling, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this they'll is, pay for you to come into office. How many times are you coming in? It, let's say you can live wherever you want in the world. In the world. And, like, and they, they, just, they require you to, for what you think is appropriate to be in office. How many times are you coming in and where are you going? It, it's like not... It's, to me, it's like a non sequitur. Like I yeah. can't give a good answer because... If you have if you have to come in at all, that is so arbitrary. I, I would be like, why? Why do I have to come in? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it's like a company should actually take a hard line and say we only do in office. You employees. would rather them to to take a hard stance. Well, I wouldn't work there, okay. but <laughs> it, they could fuck off. But my point is like. Once a month, sure, is reasonable, but why have to do it at all then? Mm-hmm. So I do understand, uh, like at my last job, they were around the corner from where I live. So I went in Tuesday through Thursday. I had basically zero traffic and commute, which is good. And I was remote Monday, Fridays. That's fine. But I was coming up on a hard conversation with my boss eventually like, hey, I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I'd like to still work here, but I have to be fully remote. Honestly, I think... I would say more than 50% chance they probably would have been like, okay, you've been here, you know, for whatever you've proven yourself. That's fine. But like, I, I just can't stand the mandatory, like, Oh, we need you to come in, whatever. Now, if I think a, a more logical solution to what you just said would be maybe come into the office for a full week quarterly. Mm. That way it's just like, we get to spend some time together I make sure that you do still exist and you do not have a robot sitting in your chair every day and we have some FaceTime and human interaction. That makes way more sense to me than come in once a month for 12 months. You actually just backed into an answer. I did back into an answer. Somebody should like, yeah, I, I just heard like uh, backup 
truck noises. But yeah, uh, it, yeah, one, one, once a quarter in, they'll pay for, a for week. your travel for a week. I like that. And 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 probably nobody's going to expect you. I mean, at this point in the COVID world, nobody's going to expect you to be there Monday through Friday. So you could probably fly in Monday night and leave Thursday night. Maybe you know? or yeah, that's true because you I, do Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or that's Tuesday, actually, Wednesday. That's Thursday a good thing. qualifier because a, a company requiring you to travel when you're outside of working hours—that's bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, get up super early Monday morning, get your flight Monday morning, and then leave on Friday. That is fair, but I do think I just think if you're gonna require that and you're gonna give people the ability to live wherever they want that would be a fair compromise for both parties and it even makes sense to me whereas like i can't stand when you're on linkedin or whatever and you find a job and they say oh it's uh remote but you have to live in atlanta that's not remote i, <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you say that's not a remote job yeah. by that's it's just not that's covid job yeah that, that's early onset covid job what it is is a uh come start working for us and we're gonna call you into the office in six months <laughs> yeah that's what that eventually is. yeah so hey, but, um, so I quick transition. Yeah. I, speaking of work life and and some like work perks of being in office and like company events and stuff, uh, we just went to the Braves game on Tuesday. Our they, our entire office they took us to the Braves game. Took us below the chop, which is a really cool uh, area that's field level mm-hmm. in the right field. Do you know? Are you familiar with? Truist Park. It's the yeah, Brave Stadium. I've, I've been there a good bit, actually. Um, so we were down there, and I was up against the fence, and and a a ball was hit off the fence right next to my face. Oof! And uh, I have to show you a video of <laughs> what that looked like, uh, real quick. So let me pull this up and show you. And I know you're gonna get a kick out of it. That was you, right? That's pretty great. I loved it. I w- we the the entire team was like freaking out that we were that close to the um to the to the gameplay to but, the action. Yeah, for sure. You you can keep that in if you want. I just thought it was very interesting that I got to and and obviously like I sent this to my friends and they hey uh, we'll put it in the Discord. They put a big dick in my mouth. So perfect. <laughs> so we um for the Discord community um we have Nitro courtesy of. Microsoft, I think they gave. Yeah, for, oh, with, nice. With Xbox uh, Games Pass, I got three free months. So we have like I did not know that. That's we awesome. have higher limits on file sending and crazy. Oh, good. Yeah, just like random little. Thanks, parts. Microsoft. Yeah. So, um, uh, by the way, we've had a couple of uh, giveaways recently for crypto, and I'm actually going to start a referral program coming up here soon. That's going to reward the entire community. If you get, if, if you, I want to focus on word of mouth. I really don't ever want to do advertising because uh, it's cancer. So <laughs> even though I'm, I'm a marketer. So um, yeah, more on that later. And, and I'll be telling the, the folks in the discord about that. But uh, one last thing on, on the job and career topic. I, this is public information. It's on my LinkedIn. I'm on my 10th job. I think you haven't hidden any jobs from LinkedIn. No. I thought at this point you would start like choosing and picking. Which Dude, I'm jobs. I'm based. Oh, okay. Like right. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I mean, I'm I'm gonna do me, and it hasn't stopped me so far yet. And I have a perfectly good reason. Somebody stopped me. Yeah, I always say somebody stopped me. Yeah. People said ten years ago you're not gonna be able to get a job when I was making my first move from job number one to job number two, and that hasn't happened. 
I've had a perfectly good reason for all of them. And in most cases, it's because it was a better opportunity and more money. Mm-hmm. And anybody who thinks that that is not reasonable is not being reasonable. Mm-hmm. But anyways, here's what I say to me about me on my 10th job, 10 years into my career. And this is not including part-time jobs uh, pre-graduation. This, these are all career jobs. Me versus somebody who's been at one company for 10 years. I have met 10 times as many people and dealt with 10 times as many personalities. I have done 10 times as many things and responsibilities and weird, very things at different companies and processes. And I've been to 10 different locations and learned more about people in different areas and ways of life and blah, blah, blah. You get where I'm going. I literally have 10 times more experience than anybody else. Is this your spiel in in interviews? I'm telling. No, God, no. Okay. I don't. I don't actually say it that. I don't frame it that way. Um, I think they, if they're using their brains, they can figure that out on their own. But I want to encourage anybody who is looking to better themselves or their lives as individuals, which everybody should be trying to do. And it's insane that companies don't think that that's a reasonable thing. Like, just it's it's okay to you know put yourself out there. See what's out there. You know, if, if you think you can improve your quality of life, because don't forget, and this has happened to me in my career too, you can get cut loose on a moment's notice. A company does not care about you if they think they can save money and replace you with the same productivity on somebody else. They're going to do it, and it's not personal. It's here, never been personal when I left either. Here's a, here's another uh, to support your statement. There, uh, people always stick around at companies because they think that's a, an admirable trait. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on a team of 10 people, only one person can can go into the role of your boss when your boss leaves. Yeah. That's a 10% chance yeah. that you're going to farther your career. It's it's easier to move up and make more money. I mean, I'm not going to disclose numbers, but I am at over 300 I'm over 300% more where I was at my first job. Same. That would not have happened. Same. It, it, yep. Actually, I wouldn't have even gotten anywhere near there if I stayed at my first job for 10 years. Not mm-hmm. even close. Yeah. So that it's just a reality. I, I am glad that the, the workforce is moving in the direction that it is because there is more power in the hands of the people, the proletariat, the working people, than ever. And I, I, I think the reason I get on my soapbox about this stuff is because... It's good at first, and there's a lot of momentum, and then I think people get afraid, and they get secure, and they're like, and they're afraid to take a little bit of a risk, and they like the security. And I'm like, you guys, if you keep, for example, if you just acquiesce and say, fine, I'll come back into the office, you're going to give up all this power that we got over the past two years. Controversial question, Alex. Does that mean that you're a proponent of minimum wage raising? Honestly, no. And, and this is not the first time that we've talked about this on the podcast. Okay. All right. Believe it or not, there was the there was like a Thanksgiving symposium um, <laughs> in no, Tampa. Yeah, but that was I wasn't on that episode. No, you were not. Um, this is where I stand right now, September first, twenty twenty two. Because uh, I change my mind all the time. Because I think people who are open to changing their mind are intelligent people, and people who aren't are stupid and narrow minded. Uh, somebody tells me a better explanation, I'll change my mind, but. I have never believed that minimum wage jobs are supposed to be able to support a family or have a good life on. Mm-hmm. They're minimum wage jobs. Like, think about the words that I just said. It's it's drudgery that is completely replaceable at any given time, and it's just for people to make a little bit of extra money. So 
Maybe in a relationship of two people, one, one person makes a lot of money and the other person just doesn't like sitting on their ass all day doing house chores, so they get a minimum wage job, part-time job. Um, they're great for college students. They're great for high school students. People, as soon as they turn 16, they want to get their first job, minimum wage job. If you are working a minimum wage job and supporting a family, I think you missed something along the way. And I'm not saying that critically or judgmentally, but like you shouldn't rely on a on a minimum wage job to live a good life. But in I, I I agree with you on this, but also I mean inflation is a very real thing. So shouldn't the minimum wage be higher if we're higher? Yeah. If we're yeah. I mean like I agree with you. I agree with the fact that a minimum wage job should not support a family. Yeah. But I it wasn't designed to do that. Correct. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I do I do agree with that, but I also am a huge proponent that the minimum wage should be higher. Higher? In fact, you just talked about this actually, I think in the last episode with um Nabil. Nabil. Yeah. Thank you. Um you talked about how a hundred thousand dollar like stat like you wanted that hundred thousand dollar six figure status, right? Yeah. That's really worth a hundred and forty thousand, right? Right. I listened to the episode. Nice, good. Uh, that that should also be the case with minimum wage. And minimum wage since like two thousand five or two thousand eight, I think has only went up from like six twenty five to seven twenty five or something like that. And that's federal. But yeah. I, I would say at the bare minimum, and maybe even give people a break and a little higher, at the bare minimum, minimum wage should be adjusted for inflation. Yes. I could not agree more with that statement. That's a that's that's something that I'm like I, I feel very strongly about, and, and like it's total bullshit. It, it's not. I I whenever I I mean I'm a redditor. I mean for those of you that are Reddit, like I Reddit's very big. I, I would say when I started on Reddit, it was a very conservative community, and mm-hmm. it's like become a very democratic community. It you depends know, on right, where you are, right wing, left wing. Well, no, I mean like I just follow like the like the main page of Reddit. Like sure. I, I don't do I don't follow a lot of subreddits, but yes, obviously you can gear your information fed to you as a conservative or as a Democrat. But yeah. regardless, like I just I mean I'm very self proclaimed independent. I think that this you know that's something that I feel strongly about. I encourage everybody to do what Tommy just said. You do not have to think along a party line or you don't have to listen to everything that one stooge in Washington tells you, which by the way, remember, they're all against you inherently and they're all in bed together. So there's my my little <laughs> spiel there. But like as far as parties go, but like you can have an independent thought. That's a good thing. If you are, you know, super conservative this way but extremely progressive liberal in another way, and somebody's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That means you're doing it well. Mm-hmm. That means you actually have a brain in your head and you're formulating your own opinions and you're doing something with the mind that God or the universe or the cosmos gave you. Flexing your thing. brain muscle. Exactly. I mean, atrophy from, from not working out fucks with your muscles. That's the thing. Atrophy from not thinking Firing fucks your with your brain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what do we call this episode? I feel like we called this episode like... Career fuckery. I I usually name it after I produce it. Okay. Because I listen to the whole thing and I'm like, this is the name. It just comes to me. But when we're in the moment, it's harder to come up with it. But you had uh, one or two other questions, I think, Tommy. I I did. It's not worth it. You know, we'll, we'll... you and I can talk about this later. I love it's it. all good. This we has been a great episode. Minutes. This is good. I, I'm really enjoying the length and, and the topics that we got into today. But um, yeah, I mean, we can save it for another time, or we can go play some Smash, and I and you that can get really fucked nice. by me. Oh, we'll see about that. I'll post the results in Discord. 
Um, Anybody listening to this episode for the first time hears me goes, we can play some Smash and you can get super, fucked by me. It's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? I always forget the name. Is that what it is? Ooh, I have no idea. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is. Uh, the one on Switch, it's literally a perfect game. Tommy and I have been beating each other over the head with it. Uh, beating each years. other off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for listening. That was, that, no, so this was 148. We have one more. Uh, I told people I'm working on a couple of other things. I'm, I'm hoping to get a really interesting guest on uh, soon. And then maybe. What's 150 going to be? I, Big some, deal. Somebody else asked me that. Okay. I, I can't even remember who it was. It might have been Brady. I don't know. Somebody asked me, and I was like, oh, we got to do something. So we'll do our best there to, to deliver. What if we recorded on the Chattahoochee? That would just be a <laughs> like shit show. Four, four hours of us just like, like I mean. Four hours. Half, yeah. half of the time it would just be music blasting, which yes. maybe people would be interested in that. It, it would, at that part, at that point, I think it would be ASMR. Um, speaking <laughs> of four hour podcasts, specifically three, um, I recently listened to, I've only listened start to finish to maybe five or six Joe Rogan episodes. I've just listened to the Aaron Rodgers one. Mm-hmm. I think he's my new favorite living human. I uh, he's so, based as fuck. I was just having this conversation last night because I just did my fantasy football draft for my league that I've had since two thousand and eight. Anybody impressive. that's interesting, um, fifteen years. What are you going to do next year? No. We're drafting at Joe's Brewery. Another okay, another so you throw are up. Doing something. Yes, Good. for for Joe's bre- Joe's. Friend opening. We were trying to do it this year, but it didn't quite get open mm-hmm. in time. Everybody's heard me talk. I've talked about Joe's Brewery opening yeah. several episodes now. Tampa-based. We, we are drafting Wolfhaven is the name nice. for you Tampa folks. Uh, in fact, I think Kurtz might be doing a um, a news spiel mm-hmm. for them when That's they excellent. finally have their open date. Cool. But uh, yeah, we're drafting in person. Uh, point long. Let me back up here. Aaron Rodgers last year didn't love him. In the past couple of years, I feel like he's just a strange guy, and now it kind of makes That's more why sense. I love him. Exactly, it makes more sense after the last like few times I've heard him on like you know podcasts, public radio shows, that kind of thing. Um, it, ayahuasca user. Now that we're finding, we're finding big out. into psychedelics. Yeah, he's into that kind of stuff, which it makes a lot more sense now. I mean, imagine like our but our old roommate James mm-hmm. being. A pro football player, you'd be like, "That's he doesn't really have a pro athlete's mentality." But as soon as you hear the kind of things that James into, you go shout oh. out, shout out James episode. I think Alex is pulling it up I right am. now. I'm working on it. James did a ayahuasca episode. It looks like episode 109. Yep. If you're interested in that, very interesting episode. Uh, as soon as you hear that, it makes sense. Yes. And now because he said that out loud. It's made sense, and now yeah. and now I like Aaron Rodgers again. And it's it's a funny thing too, um, because uh, as as a follow up to the Aaron Rodgers component, in that three hours, I don't want to say a hundred percent for sure because I I don't have the transcript in front of me. I want to say there was not a single thing that came out of his mouth that I disagreed with. Yeah, it was one of those guys yeah. in one of those moments where I was like, why? Are there not more people like this? And I know they're out there, but most of us are afraid to say anything because we get ostracized and canceled and this, that, and the other thing. But he said that he's even he's like I, he's like, what are you going to cancel me? That's like his kind. His thing is like, oh, you're going to cancel yeah. me? Yeah, and and I'm one of the best quarterbacks of all yeah. time. So, are you really going to so do Tom anything? Brady might be the goat on the field, but now yeah. my joke is like Tom who because he's the goat off the field <laughs> yeah. for for me personally. Um, so yeah, 109 is James's uh, ayahuasca experience, which. 
it's going to sound real crazy if you listen to that. And uh, James has sort of sorted through all of that. I think, I think his brain was still a little cooked afterward in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, he has taken some of it and rolled with it and uh, changed other aspects of it. But it's like a two-hour episode, cr- isn't it? It was really... I was captivated oh, listening to him. Me too. Me too. It's and easy to listen to the whole thing, but it is a long episode. Yeah. And then uh, that symposium I was talking about the other day was, um, or the other day, earlier on the episode was episode 115, the Fall Symposium 2020. I'm pretty sure that's the one. So um, I do love that we, at the end of our episodes, we call out prior episodes. I do too. I feel like that's I a do really, that more. that's a strong trait that I feel like is unique to the Craft Heads podcast because other podcasts get done and they're like, we'll see you next week. We're like, hey, if you like this, listen to episode blah. You know? I think it's particularly applicable to craft heads because every episode is something different. Whenever mm-hmm. I have to pitch it to people like like Nick at Kiwi Brewing, I was like, every episode is something different. The only thing that's the same is we have a drink on every episode at the beginning. But I was like, just scroll through the catalog and click on something that looks or sounds interesting. That's funny because I kind of sell it the opposite way. I'm like, if you like cocktails and you want to learn about new beers listen to the latest episode and nice. if you like what you hear then listen to a whole thing and see what else interests you. yeah to, to me it's the common thread that brings us to it, it, it there has to be something consistent in all of them but when you come right down to it most times we spend no more than five or ten minutes on that part yeah the meat of the episode is the episode but we start <laughs> we start off we do with that and that do. is the first exposure they get to craft heads podcast it's true and then like the, i i think we're both knowledgeable about that kind of stuff so we so it's like a good here in the beginning yeah and then after that it's a crapshoot yes it is a total crapshoot so this was a i really enjoyed this one tommy he almost got through his whole limoncello <laughs> which i'm considering he said he doesn't like limoncello i'm very happy with that I'm going to cheers with our fans for the last last little touch. Give it a dink. (laughs) I hope it sounds better than it did in person. (laughs) 